0: What's up, guys? Hello? 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 Tyler? Oh,
1: hello. Oh, Whoa. my God! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look at us! Let's play this
1: back. Play this pitch back.
0: Um. Hi, and welcome to the 10th episode of the Queen Bee Book Club podcast. 10! My, my name is Audrey. I'm Cher. And we'd like to introduce our first special guest, Tyler Laminac.
1: Hello, everybody. (laughs) You may have heard my hello from the very beginning.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah, we're doing that. We left. Typically, we don't leave our um, tests in, but our genuine joy of getting two microphones. That's right. Two microphones to work for the first time. You know what, ever, in a podcast we're not going to delete on X. Women mastering technology. That's yeah. That's what this is all about. Basically, do, carefully reading an instructional article, following the directions, and believing in ourselves. Yeah. That's how we did that. I don't know that I believed in us, but, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't so say anything negative. I, was, I
1: sat back and marveled. Yeah. Yeah. Is what I did.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a good friend
1: like a good friend
0: yeah so Tyler since you're our first guest yeah yes I have some questions I'll wait first right in. first should we like, no it's not about these questions are not in any way about our the book we're discussing no but should we just like say who Tyler is and how we know him first sure okay
1: that's good can I just say okay yeah. part of me I really wanted to make sure that I had a lot of water because <laughs> my main concern was that my voice would just stop working midway through sure. and then everyone listening would have just assumed that I disappeared the leftovers, you know that maybe I just departed
0: Tyler had to leave early I
1: had to leave early because I departed
0: so Tyler is our friend, our dear friend from graduate school. He yes. also attended Georgetown with us. He was the same year. Yes. Also in the similar group of people who didn't take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Yep. Um, um, Tyler, do you have anything you'd like to tell our listeners about yourself?
1: Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I mean, an, that was pretty good. He's
0: an improver.
1: I am an, I am an improviser. Okay. As it's also known. <laughs> He's um, an improper. and a corrector. <laughs> and a corrector. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, I do I do that, and then my uh, my day job I you know I mean I care less about, but it's something I still <laughs> do, and uh, that is I help edit art books and work at an art museum.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It is awesome. It's a cool job for DC. I feel like there aren't that many cool DC jobs. Yeah, there's.
1: It's only like one of five. I feel like yeah. semi creative professions. For
0: sure, literally. Yeah, I think. Yeah. that's I think. That's and that's as close it.
1: to creative yeah. as it gets. Yeah. yeah.
0: Also about Tyler, he's a truly special and imaginative dancer. Oh, yes. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. He's a solo dancer though, so don't get any ideas. Yeah. He doesn't want to dance. He doesn't dance want to partner dance with you at all. I no. need five feet of space. <laughs> and literally. that's for your safety as well as his own personal comfort, because like Absolutely. you could catch a like a, a rogue arm. Yeah, because I will. Face. If
1: if I hit anything, I will bruise myself as hard as I will bruise another thing.
0: Yeah, so. and to Tyler's dancing, um, he takes it seriously to the point where he was jealous at Cher's wedding of children. Because well, they could break dance and they were getting okay, more well attention. I wouldn't, say,
1: I, don't, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say they could. They were six. Dance. They were They were, were on dancing. the
0: ground. They were kind of moving.
1: They looked like dead worms <laughs> thriving about, and I was there. Everyone writhing, writhing about, whatever. But <laughs> Thri- they, were thr- I, they, they were. They were thriving. They were thriving. <laughs> um, and you know what? Maybe when maybe when worms die, that's the feeling they you know, experience.
0: That's why Tyler's wedding, no children will be invited. No
1: children will be invited. And also, <laughs> to steal I, was spotlight. There, I was sitting there at the edge of the dance floor watching these little kids get all of their pity claps.
0: <laughs> My relatives.
1: Uh, well.
0: Okay, so know. some questions for Tyler. I will warn, I wrote these when I was like kind of giddy about the fact we were going to have a guest and yeah. at like 11 o'clock at night, so I'm really sorry. Totally. Don't um, apologize. So the first question is, what is your first memory of share and I oh, yeah. individually would
1: oh just be like first memory I don't know um no the first memory of the two of you guys
0: yeah, not as it? a duo as individually a first mass. impressions yeah
1: good question Thank uh should have sent this to him ahead of time yeah it would have been nice ahead of time because <laughs> preface to this question my memory not so good um it
0: doesn't even really have to be your true first memory it can just be the just first thing that comes impression. to your mind or just yeah.
1: just an invention just an invention yeah um, and you
0: know us well enough, too, to know that, like, maybe the first one isn't necessarily the one we want to hear. Right. <laughs> so I was
1: on the bow of Steamboat. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think my first impression was, uh, obviously, it was in one of our classes. have no idea which one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cher, in particular, I remember, uh, we, I don't even know if we necessarily sat close to one another. But I remember you uh, getting pretty sassy. And I was like, that's something I like. In Dickens? It, <laughs> may have, it may have been in Dickens, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Ford Asher was just up there, grandfathering about. I love it. Know. I love it. Uh, <laughs> and then Audrey,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, um, what? Oh, man, what was it? Damn. I'm going to be so sad. Don't be so sad. <laughs> Don't be so sad. I got it. I got this. You were. I feel like it was also probably in class.
0: You and I, had two classes together. We had two classes the together, first semester. and I feel like it
1: was probably. And I say probably because this is just my impression of how mm-hmm. we likely became friends. Is whereas I experienced sass with Cher, I'm mm-hmm. almost certain yours was a sort of like joke.
0: Uh, it would have had kind to of be like
1: pithy. I will say. Yeah,
0: first semester, I really wasn't like that social too. Yeah, that's true. It took
1: us a little while. I feel like we just sort of like rotated, or we sort of like, you know, we're circling around one another. Sort of like, you know.
0: Well, Audrey also I think had the attitude at that point that she was like, My cousins live here and I don't really need other friends. Well and I also lived an hour from campus. You did. So I was like, fuck yeah. this. I'm not yeah. really gonna try that hard right. to make friends. I was friends. like, who's this
1: person living <laughs> out in the booties? So
0: Seriously. I just come in, make my like one joke and then peace out. <laughs> yeah. You came to no parties. No, none. Until until second semester. Well that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, to, I mean I came to yeah. one. Right. One party. Well flip it on you guys.
1: What's your first memory of me? Easy. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> it was orientation day. Mine, too. God.
1: Well, you guys had time to prepare, so I feel like you knew um, these questions ahead of
0: time. <laughs> I did not. But, okay. but <laughs> Tyler Tyler walked in. I'm pretty sure he was late, he was. as he usually is. It's fine. It's it doesn't fine. matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, he was late as he normally is. Like came in kind of like...
1: Fashionably.
0: He came in in a <laughs> way where it was arc. like he was at once trying to make himself smaller, but also <laughs> taking up as much space... And, like, attention as he possibly could, but in a way that he wasn't trying to do that. He was trying to do the opposite, but, like... Well, if memory serves, he also... He came in, like, in the middle of Professor Collins (laughs) just (laughs) detailing the plot of the Glass Menagerie for no reason. As an orientation. (laughs) So so it was kind of like, I don't know why this is happening. And then Tyler, like, busted in, and I was like, interesting. Yeah. And, well, and I remember thinking to myself, okay... Like here's a boy who has good style mm-hmm. He's good looking Like thank mm-hmm. goodness no, no, thank Because you. it was slim pickings and that room Yes was. Yeah. Well and then I remember So I remember having that thought And then I remember When we were getting our IDs You had made like a joke And I was like Oh he's funny Okay so maybe I don't care about making friends But if like I need someone To sit next to Maybe I'll sit next to him Or mm-hmm. something Or I remember oh. Like I remember you said Something funny So I was like I at least want him to like me Damn <laughs> well i feel shitty guys yeah thanks a lot for your lame first memory (laughs) and really kind
1: but i well mine i feel like it was it was an impression you know of the two of you yeah uh Mm -hmm. and i and i did preface it by saying that my memory not so good
0: yeah like i guarantee i think also our brains just work differently like maybe
1: our brains work differently
0: because we're women.
1: Or... Well, I think also
0: <laughs> you and I have, like, you have that game of, like, Who's favorite, favorite, least favorite. That, favorite. Um, that I play all the time. Absolutely.
1: And I can't remember anything before age 10, really. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Also, I kind of like to hold on to my first impressions of people because a lot of times I change my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times I tend to, sometimes the people that I immediately like... I end up kind of not liking them eventually. Mm -hmm. Or people that at first I'm like, I don't know about you. And then once I actually get to know them, I'm like, oh, I was kind of a dick at first. Maybe she or he is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes I like to hang on to those first impressions to compare later Mm -hmm. to how I feel currently. Yeah. Yeah. I will say my best friend um, in the first grade, we met because she corrected my lowercase k in Mm -hmm. Danilian. And I pretty much was like, "F you! Like, don't boss me around." Absolutely, yeah. But, that's then, what but then, we became best friends. So you know, things can thoughts can change. You <laughs> were so forgiving. My next qu- <laughs> would have hated her. My, my next question is, why are you our friend? Cool. <laughs> um, wow. Cool. Andre, I don't know why I wrote that. Were you drunk when you? No, idea? I think I got home and I was like, "This will be funny." Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Okay, (laughs) I don't know. uh, I mean, who knows? I'm joking. Um, No, I feel like it's
1: that that one. I feel like it's much easier. Oh good. No, because you guys are uh, one. I feel like we can uh, banter and joke around for Mm -hmm. days. Mm Yeah. You know. uh, You know. And um, and I feel like any bond that's initially forged through the, through the love of literature, but not necessarily a love of literature that is uh like shitty you know what i'm saying in terms of like mm-hmm. the people like who twilight, like twilight or no not okay. shitty literature but a shitty t- a shitty love of literature in the sense mm-hmm. of like people who want to be pretentious okay. is the word i'm looking for thank you so much mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. yeah so it wasn't necessarily a pretentious love of literature it was just our our uh you know the other kind where mm-hmm. we can just experience it laugh about it yeah. learn from it mm-hmm. and then just go dance yes, yes. yeah
0: absolutely and that's I also like that. Cher and I have really brought out the gossipy side of you. God, I love that. Gossip. Painst- <laughs> yeah. Painstakingly, we've gotten you to be just like was a it little that painstaking? bit. No, but I think you were always like you liked it when we would gossip, but you had an element of like this is maybe mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, that- that- but then, but then, like yeah. second semester, second, second year, it was like every class we went to, we were like, we gotta have the tombs after, so we can just be right. like you know what, fuck this girl yeah. and yeah. her fucking snacks. And like, oh, my oh, my God. God.
1: Yes. <laughs> I feel like um, I would say 80% of all of our conversations have just been trashing on people, and I love it.
0: I remember Tyler saying to us one time, he's like, I'm just a law meaner with you guys. <laughs> and we were like, our job is done. Hell, yes. Um, <clears throat> in this... Um, current media climate. Oh, we just saw oh, Matt Lauer fired today. Absolutely. So Thank my question God. to you is, how are you an ally for women, Tyler? I say
1: burn the men. <laughs> burn the men. No, I, I say go, go back to a kind of like Mean Girl <clears throat> analogy, Mean Girl's analogy. Yeah. We, what we need to have is a burn book, mm-hmm. but instead of lies and hot goss, it's uh, sexual harassment allegations and sexual transgressions mm-hmm. and violence of any type. And instead of uh, putting it in a book, it's just jail. <laughs> so, that's great. Instead
0: of calling each other sluts and whores, we'll call dudes fucking pedophiles. Yeah, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Well, because well, I was answer. thinking I about it, job. and this is a very feminist podcast. We it have is. lots of feminist corners, and I was like, and no, our first guest is a dude. But you're obviously... Tyler your is, feminist Tyler's credentials feminist. are not to be questioned, no, I would Tyler's say. Tyler's a total Congrats. feminist. <laughs> but I just I felt like the question had to be asked just just so we can just and also so that I could on like our podcast <laughs> and also because I thought it would be a fun one to yeah,
1: fucking to be burn, to, uh, them. <laughs> burn them burn <Hey>.
0: them <laughs> um what this is about books um this next question is what book could you reread every year oh man, ooh, that's a good question thinking of my answer too mm-hmm.
1: okay. oh you guys you guys have one already
0: no i mean i haven't even i have a very obvious either. answer
1: and this this question is
0: uh i didn't I want to go favorite I book have
1: the time to read it yes you know reread.
0: and I, you wouldn't have the guilt of like oh there's so many other books that i want to read it's like because i didn't want to ask favorite because i feel like that's a lot of pressure yeah yeah but this is a different class of book that you could reread it all the time
1: oh cool if you had
0: the time yeah and you'd read all the other books you wanted to that year. Right. Um,
1: man, I feel like there's a, a good many on that list, but uh, one that just comes immediately to mind is uh, Ian McEwan's Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm. Never read it. Really? I've heard of Atonement.
1: Yeah. Atonement is really, really great. Uh, but there's something that's sort of... One, Saturday is a breeze. Like It's a it's a nice, I think, like 240, 250 maybe, or it could mm-hmm. even be 300, but it reads very quickly. Mm-hmm. And... Um, It is just just this beautiful novel about the experience of a day. It's sort of like it takes Mrs. Dalloway and puts Mm. it into sort of uh, like post 9-11 London.
0: And it Mm. follows the life of this
1: surgeon who is trying to um, sort of like maneuver this very intricate and insane day. And uh, it just ends very beautifully. So...
0: That sounds lovely. Yeah. yeah, we should do that for the podcast sometime. Why yeah, didn't you pick it? I, I don't, <laughs> there was the he wanted was a so new book.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, talk, we can talk about that when okay. we
0: get to the book. Cool. Do you guys want to go? Sure. I I think I think I'm gonna go with Nine Stories by J.D. Salinger. I just oh, love nice. that book. Have you guys read that book?
1: I think I've read one of them. One, one of the one stories. stories.
0: One of the nine. Is yeah. it probably Banana Fish? It was Banana Fish. Which, I don't like that one. Seems a little pedophile-y to me. Sure, absolutely. But, um, Burn them in. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I love that book. I read it, I think, <clears throat> end of high school. And it's, like, every time I read it, I'm like, damn, J.D., this was, like, It's it's so true and yet so, like, mystically kind of I don't know. It's it's a great book, you guys should check it out. Mm-hmm. Well like the obvious like Harry Potter comes to mind. Yes. Totally. I feel like that's that's almost cheating to cheat. Yeah, I would say yes. Um I mean I could probably read Pride and Prejudice every year. Interesting. Really? Really? Yeah. Did I really you like, like that? it. <laughs> You had Not my a different, yeah. yeah. You didn't like any of the Jane Austen, or did? You, what was your favorite Jane Austen we read? We were in a Jane Austen class and we read the whole canon except for which one? Except for *Sense and Sensibility*. That's okay. Right. And we also read *Fucking Mysteries of Udolpho*. Camilla and Belinda. Yeah. Yeah. Which <laughs> snooze. Right. <laughs> well, I like. Be- I like. Belinda was fun. Belinda um, was fun. Camilla um, was just long.
1: It was oh so long. Let's test my knowledge of Jane Austen canon. We um, read them all. I know. I know. Uh, the, um, the name (laughs) Tyler,
0: don't do that to to our soundproof room, please. Um, It's gonna sound like there was an earthquake in the middle.
1: The title, uh, what? uh, Let's see. Do you want me to list them (laughs) all? Yes, please. Emma. Uh, No.
0: (laughs) I like that was our first instinct. Northanger Abbey. Uh, That's up there. There's some ghosts. Uh, Persuasion. No. Uh, Mansfield Park. Oh, yeah. Foreign ass Fanny. Yeah. No, That's I think the one? North. No, Northanger
1: Abbey is probably okay. is probably tops. But then like Mansfield Park is up there too, because I don't know if the audience cares. But uh, they my don't. they don't. But my my <laughs> whole deal in a uh, graduate school was uh, eco criticism, which oh. we won't be talking oh. about because it is theory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean. If- no, we're not talking about it. Don't let him. I was gonna <laughs> say if he wants, he's a guest. Nothing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, so pride. There and were prejudice. some like gardens. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. It's yeah, nice. some gardens in there. I just think that looks boring. It's also okay. So you don't like romantic comedies though, yes, and that's I think true. that it's the perfect structure of a romantic comedy. Like that's my one of my favorite structures. I feel like there are a couple of ways romantic comedies structure themselves, and one is. A boy, a man and a woman meet, and they don't like each other at first. Okay. And they, like, have really fun sexual attention-y fights. On ah, the proposal. Mm-hmm. She mm. hates that one. I like what? that one. Right. It's not my favorite. I think, but la- last week on the podcast, I said, I think one of the reasons I don't like it is by the time I saw it, everyone's like, it's the best. And it's I was okay. like, I mean, it's so, okay. Yeah. Tyler, how do you feel about romantic comedies? <clears throat> I mean, I'm... Like, I, scale of one to yeah. ten.
1: Scale of one to ten, what is ten? What so is one? Ten is,
0: I love it. One is, one is I don't me. love it. Kill yeah. me. Oh, wow,
1: okay. I would rather die. Just rom-coms in general, I would say, I would put at a solid five okay. average. Okay, all right. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there are some that I find entertaining, but there mm-hmm. are also some that I, you know, I just, think, I don't know. I'd rather have other representations of romance. Sure. Because I, I treasure comedy, and sometimes when oh, sort of like, it. when you throw in... Love. Ugh.
0: Gross. No, I'm yeah. joking.
1: I, I love I love love and comedy, but which I guess is what a rom com is. <laughs> well, I'm talking about. Well, it's the original
0: comedy because like the original conception of comedy was like that it Shakespeare's, ends in marriage, yeah, yeah, blah, blah blah blah. Period. I'm just saying. Audrey found out that I don't like romantic comedies last week, right? And she was flabbergasted, and she also had found out that I hadn't seen most of them and the ones that I had seen were like weird ones like Adam Sandler ones very niche
1: just like Japanese art house (laughs) films yeah so is there an Adam
0: Sandler rom-com 51st Days 51st Days no garbage (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but I've seen the entire Robin Williams canon so ask me anything about that those those are not
1: rom-coms no those are just sad Sad. those are very sad even the funny ones (laughs)
0: sad with impressions there's a genre um but like, have you seen like Nor Ephron's game or like any? There's a. That's not a movie. Uh, I just no. met I was. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you know the, Do you know what those movies would be? Because I didn't either. Uh
1: no. What, you've Nora got mail. Sounds familiar. So you've got mail. I've seen you've got mail.
0: Okay. What does that tone? I'm suspicious. Um,
1: well, I saw it when I was I, maybe like 16. All
0: right, okay, right. so it doesn't count. Yeah, so, it doesn't so you were like some like weird high school kid.
1: Yeah, it was just a not few years into Not me when I was 16,
0: memory. where I was like, Whoa, yeah, <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks. Ew. <laughs> you don't like Tom Hanks? Not in that way.
1: <laughs> I mean Tom Hanks is a dad. So. so?
0: How are you say I just like there's that new thing that really creeps me out where people are like, yeah, daddy. And I hate it.
1: Oh, I did not say daddy. Yeah. I you mean dad. like he's a dad? I mean, he's just like a dad. Yeah. Period. And <laughs> of story. You meant it
0: in not like a daddy way. You meant like just straight up dad.
1: I mean in a straight up asexual, maybe <laughs> kind of funny way. Okay. You yeah. Know?
0: Feel it. When Harry met Sally and Sleepless in Seattle.
1: Yeah. I know those are two I need to see, but yeah. I haven't.
0: So I I'm would sorry. say that those are like I like I like, I like the rom com feel. And I'm sorry for listeners that we're going back to this. I like I like a witty dialogue. So like I also hate like shitty romantic comedies where it's like like I think they have to be cleverly done even though they're always gonna have the same structure. And I like a good, like, bantery. I yes. like um, His Girl Friday. That's a great yeah. romantic comedy. Yes. His yes, Girl Friday, thank you. amazing. Excellent movie. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it.
1: Her, not, that's not, <laughs> that's not a romantic, romantic comedy, comedy, that's an excellent movie, though. Those, excellent
0: movie. Both of those movies, the three of us watched for our mass media and the American, the American Mind class that yeah. we took together, and Her, that little <laughs> film with Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin um had all three of us bawling we literally left in public we left the room went to a restaurant and we're so shaken we like couldn't even stirred a friend of mine had gone through a breakup and i was telling him like oh this movie's really good but you can't watch it yet no because i can't watch it i thought he might kill himself yeah the next thing he'll
1: be doing is going to a rooftop trying to look out at his life (laughs)
0: And writing a really sad letter to his his platonic
1: friend Amy Adams.
0: (laughs) That movie also prompted me to say, not the worst thing I've ever said in a grad class, but a thing that I hated myself. I know exactly what you're gonna say because the ending of it is so beautiful. Like the cinematography is gorgeous, and it just like there's music. It's so lovely. And I raised my hand and I said, when they go up onto that rooftop, Joaquin Phoenix and Amy Adams, it's just like, you have this... Because the movie's very much about, like, technology and human experience and, like, the idea that technology could be, like, sentient. Um, But I said, when they go out onto that rooftop, it just makes you feel like...
1: Let's use our statements, Audrey, because how I lucky do you
0: show are this. to be alive. <laughs> did you say that? I did. And I was like, I know that sounds cheesy. And our professor was like, yeah. <laughs> it is cheesy. That's there were people who said worse stuff in that class, so <clears throat> yeah, don't totally. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Tyler showed a video of a coyote <laughs> and a man in <laughs> a cage video. for forty-five minutes. If <laughs> anybody
1: so. wants to talk about Joseph Boyes. <laughs> we can. <laughs> I like America and America likes me. Go watch it.
0: Well, I had to Do defend not watch it. Robert Downey Jr. being oh my in blackface God. for Tropic Thunder because I made the mistake of bringing a clip of that movie in, and I forgot that maybe not everyone had seen it and would not necessarily... And I was not like, he's in blackface, black. but it's 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 like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, oh and God. everyone was like, hmm. Oh <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. Oh God. This is
1: problematic.
0: <laughs> um the other movie that we watched which is one of my very favorite movies is Sunset Sunset Boulevard Boulevard. another romantic comedy is it? no no it's not it's a film Uh, noir (laughs) I mean it's very awesome I mean you could read it as romantic and I think she's funny it's it's a romance Mm -hmm. but it is not a romantic comedy but it's funny yeah I like when she is, says a lot of funny stuff, like when she goes, "Shut leopard, up, I'm rich." Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like those days, <laughs> or like has like her leopard car seats and like mm-hmm. is putting on her makeup with her gold thing and like being like, "We need to buy you some suits." So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, there's she's like the, the time when they're just watching the silent film projections of her heyday of herself, like, of herself, and she's just she's saying it was like, "Back then we didn't need lines, we had faces." <laughs>
0: And you're like, cool. no, no, like, damn. God, what an excellent Norma. movie. Norma. Like, Amen. Yeah. Norma Desmond. I, all I hope is that I'm exactly like Norma Desmond when I grow up. Alone? A murderer? I mean, Spoilers. he, he <laughs> asked for it. <laughs> Brandon. Um, <laughs> well, actually, Brandon would just be the guy who's still Yeah my butler. Oh, my God. Right. He's so like, I was her, her ex. Husband. Yeah. I could <laughs> never leave. <laughs> What? (laughs) god we just spoiled the whole movie for everyone but listen it came out so long ago (laughs) came out in 1932 you should have seen it by now it's like if someone gets mad at you if you say like yeah darth vader was luke skywalker's father like what yeah you have no excuse for knowing that not knowing that yeah or like derek shepherd died You know. That's a little fresher. I mean, are you just trying to segue into the (laughs) Grey's Anatomy (laughs) anatomy poll? I couldn't. couldn't. Oh, yeah. Well, we did some polls this week. So the first one was, should I watch The Holiday? And it was a unanimous yes. And we had a lot of voters for that one. So I will be watching The Holiday, and I will Mm. let you know what I think. I hope I don't ruin it for everyone. Our next poll was the Walking Dead poll of Rick versus Daryl. Who's the better leader? Yeah. And Tyler and I both voted Daryl, No, my dad voted for Rick, and he's never even seen the show. Well, it was Darryl funny. Daryl won, anyway. When you no, first <laughs> when you first told me, like, you said that your dad had voted in the poll, so I went to look at it, and at the time, because I was like, oh, I better vote in that poll, I have opinions, <laughs> and I was looking at it, literally everyone had voted for Daryl at that point besides me and my best friend Quentin, and I was like, what does that say about us that we're like, no, 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 no. We I want. think Rick, I think my dad would have picked Rick if he actually watched the show, though, too. Because I think, like, he's, like, the traditional choice. Well, he I makes know. the decisions that need to be made. But so where, would Daryl. No. Yeah,
1: I mean, I would have picked Rick had he said Carl about 20% over times. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carl, <laughs> Carl, Carl.
0: <laughs> you're not, you're not at the episode yet where he says it a million times. I'm, and I'm it's far away. frankly gorgeous. Like he's beat to shit. Uh Rick is? Yeah. And he just is like, (laughs) Carl.
1: Yeah, and he's like, I don't know.
0: It's wonderful and it ruins what is actually a very sad moment.
1: Yeah, I mean if you ever want to hear what it sounds like to someone vomit out a name, (laughs) just listen to Rick say Carl.
0: (laughs) Good time. I I also it's also very funny. You've passed this moment is when he says to Lori, and this has become something in the fandom, but it also makes me laugh every time I think about it when he says, I'm doing stuff. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, like, I didn't miss that. Which I miss that, too. And, like, everybody in the fandom would say that. And then when I rewatch, like, when they first get to the prison, that's when he says it. She, like, pulls them aside because they're, like, not getting along. Okay, that's Shane. where I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. And th- she's like, let's maybe chill for a day. And he's like, I'm doing stuff. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> why did you add thanks? <laughs> oh, I thought you said thanks. No. So you're saying he's I'm doing, doing stuff, things. things. Huh? Things. Okay. I Thangs. thought he was like, "I'm doing stuff." Thanks for asking. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what I was thinking. You're saying, Lori." Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we did a Grey's Anatomy poll of who are you, Team Addison or Team Meredith? And it was a fifty-fifty split, which yeah. was a surprise.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't know who those people were, but I voted anyway.
0: Who did you vote for? Addison. Know, like one you one voted one for right. Addison. Addison, because she's a redhead. Yeah. You felt kin- you kinship. You felt kinship. Anyway, for those of you don't know, Tyler's a redhead big time so if you you don't want to listen anymore i'm just kidding i mean was that hard for you well were you still in high school when the south park episode of ginger's not having souls came out because i remember that moment and it was like a turn in everyone's consciousness yeah i don't really
1: remember i definitely has a soul yeah he has
0: like more soul yeah i do uh yeah i don't i don't really remember
1: if that was a if that was a part of my high school's like, I don't know if many people watched South Park.
0: I just remember, like... Did you go to high school? Like, were you yeah, home? I mean, go I was pretty I popular, school. so... Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Not to I don't know. Brag, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, it definitely
0: didn't make it so, like, ginger kids were not popular anymore, but it definitely was, like, there was an added, like...
1: <laughs> it questioned their <our> identity, <laughs> yeah. you know, in a major way.
0: Yeah. There's, like, um, an extra giggle
1: now. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I remember There's there was probably a few times where that happened, but...
0: You no, know. it wasn't like a there are a worse persecution. Right, you just <laughs>
1: let it bounce off your pale armor. You know.
0: Yeah. Totally. Um. All right, so that pretty much does it for a question or my questions corner. Oh, you didn't want to ask um, what movie would Tyler cast us in? <laughs> so, <laughs> again, <laughs> so one time the meanest thing that Tyler has ever said to Sharon the and I meanest is.
1: Oh my was, God, you God. Were, remember
0: that? You were baiting us because we were complaining about this one particular person that we all know um that everyone had a crush on. And we said that she was like a girl in like maybe a like a Woody Allen or like an indie rom-com. Yeah. And Tyler said to Cher and I, I cannot picture you guys in a movie. And oh, wow. we like literally almost <laughs> Genuine cried <laughs> Like we, we like went, We went all quiet And Tyler was like No no you got I'm What And then we were like Cast us now <laughs> So cast us oh now
1: <laughs> Um No I think more Just to, just in, in defense I think of what I said Oh my god um, I think it was even. more of I think you like, were
0: trying to bait us To be m- fair m-
1: m- Maybe I was I don't know
0: Is he gonna <laughs> say No actually, I was I really, telling the truth I really can't imagine Either of you In a feature film <laughs>
1: No, I think I meant to say one that has already been made. The film, <laughs> the film that the, the two of you deserve is one that has yet to be made, but will be made.
0: Oh, you know. Okay.
1: So there's that. Okay. But to answer your question, would it be the same film? You guys no. are both in no. together, each having an individual We each are headlining
0: film. in our each own, our own film.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: are the highest paid member of the cast. What is the film? Whoa. What
1: kind of film? Is it a film that's already been made? These are a lot of questions I
0: have. Um, up to you. I, you can. It can be up to you. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, Do you want us to like leave this as the finale of the yeah, podcast? Yeah, we'll leave this as the
1: finale of the podcast. We'll think come back
0: about today. it. We'll okay. Come back to it. So our book this week is Manhattan, Manhattan Beach. Beach by Jennifer Egan. 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 Yeah. Okay. I bought this book. At a small bookstore, like, a good person. Wow. But... Uh, Pat's on the back over It was here. fucking expensive. How expensive? Uh, it was, like, 30 bucks. Yeah, hardback. Yeah. I, I bought know. mine at Barnes & Noble, which, like, is a step above Amazon, but definitely not an indie bookstore, and it was $22. Well. Oh, man.
1: Um, I bought mine on Amazon because I'm a shitty person.
0: Listen, it like, it's Tyler. just... It's so easy... And it's so cheap. Yeah, I know. If you I have Prime, you it can do. come Oof. immediately. You do yeah. or do not.
1: I do have Prime. Yeah.
0: Hey, that's power. It's Prime. Yeah. Brendan has Prime, so I'll have him order me stuff sometimes. I also looked a fool at the bookstore. So I went to Kramer's Books, which mm. is that place. Which I don't know why we've never gone there before because there's a bar there. Yeah. Which no, I feel I've like, been there before? Well, yeah. I've been there, but I don't know why we've never been like, hey, let's get a drink. There. I think we're like the two things is closer. Well, yeah. It's I don't know what the drink price situation is, but it's maybe expensive. Anyway, so I was looking all over for this goddamn book, couldn't find it. I was looking in the E's, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. So finally, I was like, all right, I'm gonna ask this girl over here, who works here, and uh, she walked over to like when you walked into the bookstore, there was like this little display, and it was right
1: there. Right there.
0: And I looked there. I didn't see it. God damn. And so I tried to make like a little joke of like, oh, right in front of my face, and she's like, huh. and just handed me the book and walked away, and Whatever. I was like, F listen, her. Her. weird side shaved in grad head school. girl. Yeah, she's
1: probably in grad school.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the worst. Of them. She looked really unhappy, and <laughs> no, she probably is in grad school. <laughs> also, probably eight million people make that joke to her a day, so probably. <laughs> um. So, I don't know, do we want to start off with first impressions, favorite, least favorite? I mean, the world's our oyster, guys.
1: The world is our oyster. The world is our beach.
0: We could start with favorite, least favorite. Okay. I can go first. Okay. You clearly have a strong I, feeling. <laughs> um, my favorites were um, the drunk, slutty women in the book. Mm. So, like, Brienne, I liked her.
1: Love Breanne. Um, yeah.
0: And I, I also liked Bitsy. So, um, I like loved Nell. the person, hated the name. I didn't like Nell. She seemed like a bad friend. I like Nell. Okay. She's a She reminds me of Doreen in Bell Jar. That, I wrote that, that she's... I thought she was a better Doreen. Okay.
1: I, uh, I, I loved um, Tabby, uh, mm. mostly because of one line wherein she's described as having Veronica Lake-like hair as as well as an interest in Ouija boards. Yeah. <laughs> so in that moment, I was like, yeah, I feel that.
0: All right, Tammy. Yeah. More like a little note on Nell. I was thinking about this, and I feel like every like movie and book that's set in like World War II era has kind of a Nell character, where she's like wearing her lipstick and she's a little loose, mm-hmm. and she like drinks whiskey and she's very fun. Sleeps with married men. Right. Yeah. Um, but the book is never from, like, a Nell's perspective. Like, she's always the girl that our protagonist, like an Anna type, who's, like, shy but hardworking or, like, mm-hmm. quiet or whatever, um, meets her, and she's like, ooh. Yeah. And I was like, why don't we ever write books from Nell's perspective? It'd probably be more fun. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's there's this weird thing in literature where female protagonists, and, like, some to some extent male protagonists – Feel like especially well this one's third person so never mind, um, but it's almost like the protagonist has to be shy or has to be kind of like a wallflower to some extent, and that makes sense because then you experience the world a little bit more and they notice more things I guess yeah. But is that just like writers are kind of a little bit shyer by nature and so they can't like they relate more to a protagonist that's like a little bit more like yeah quiet. I guess that's true in, like, pretty much everything we've read so far. Like, I find it a little annoying sometimes. Because, like, <laughs> Beljar we have Esther.
1: And right. she's, like,
0: totally similar to... A yeah. little bit similar to Anna. We have... Um, Picture of Dorian Gray. Dorian is pretty much boring. Like, I'd way rather be hanging around with Lord Henry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wonder... I, I, I think I, yeah, because I noticed that, too. And I, I wonder how much of it is just like writers wanting their characters to start from like a place of normalcy mm-hmm. so that then like you know these sort of like wild and quirky aspects of the environment or other characters like mm-hmm. transform them you know mm-hmm.
0: i guess that's what they say about sex in the city and carrie bradshaw is like carrie bradshaw is actually like an empty shell essentially she and she's like the relatable woman. one <clears throat> but because she basically is like boring and like doesn't really like have anything like that specific about her See, I feel like that would be more if the main character was Charlotte.
1: Because Charlotte's I think Char- so
0: one-dimensional. She is, but sh- Charlotte's also like an like basically like a type. Yeah, that's true. Whereas I think Carrie, it's like, oh, like yeah, sh- like basically her characterizations are like she smokes and she's a writer and like everything's complicated. <laughs> like that's pretty she's much it. Got some funky fashion. But I also yeah. like I hear I read a lot too about that she's like our first like female antihero. Because, like, she, like, starts God. sleeping with Big. Because okay. it's, like, you know, like, yeah. wow. everybody's always, like, Don Draper. So complicated and interesting. We're like, listen, we've got our Casalsa Carrie Bradshaw. I literally, she blows, have stopped watching Sex and the City because the affair between her and Big, like, makes me sick to my stomach. I love it. I don't even, I I am a Big, I'm pro Big. I don't. I mm-hmm. didn't vote for Aiden in our poll. <laughs> Which, by the way, Big won, so. Holla. Holla and cool Pissed off of Aiden, won that piece of shit with his raspy ass voice. Yeah, but like, I like affairs are just. Tyler's like, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen this know show. What you guys are talking about <laughs> yeah. affairs. Affairs are gross. Yes. They really are gross.
1: Yeah. You guys know what's insane? What? Um, I recently just stumbled onto a TED Talk of this... uh, You guys listen to TED Talks? (laughs)
0: Uh, Of
1: this... uh, Presumably a French woman. She had a French accent. And she was talking about, like, the effect of fairs on relationships, right? Uh And sort of, like, how monogamous relationships uh, sustain love and, like, uh, a kind of, like, sexual drive. Mm -hmm. And part of what she was saying, she wasn't necessarily defending affairs but she was saying that they can have a if they happen they can have a positive uh, they can have like a positive influence on relationships that's a very
0: French perspective is that a very an,
1: French perspective, very perspective? <laughs> she was like and she compared it to cancer She's like I'd never recommend anyone get cancer but you know the people who survive afterward they have a new perspective on life uh, so alright I, like, okay. I
0: don't I don't know that I like that
1: yeah I don't know either
0: huh I, I can guarantee you that Brennan would not like that perspective, Tyler. <laughs> so.
1: Hey, it's not mine, you know?
0: <laughs> I didn't make it up. Right. Yeah. I, I also wonder, too, um, if it's a question of, like, relatability. If they're worried, like, a broader audience would not relate to a character like Nell, whereas, like, maybe they can relate to Anna a little bit better. I, I mean, I think that that is true. But it does, like, I also think it would be more fun to read about a Nell. -hmm. Than Anna blowing through life, and then and then you know what? I bet some of her bad decisions start to catch up with her a little. Come back on. I think pretty much Nell's life is very similar to Brienne's trajectory, Mm -hmm. probably. Oh yeah, Brienne is a fun (laughs) one. Yeah, Brienne. She's like (laughs) a (laughs) warmonger I I loved that. Boat from Cuba. (laughs) Like she, her, like she's dating like a fisherman, but like. He's lobster man. He's right? apparently really rich. Like I'm like, are they? Are those people rich? Hey, there's money in lobster. Mm-hmm. Is there? I guess. Yeah, lobsters are really expensive. I know, but like, I'm thinking that the like fancy restaurants are getting that money, not the poor fishermen. Mm, I think they they make a they make a dollar bill. All right. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I guess. I liked the idea too. I think I've never read um, anything where people criticized World War Two like for like us being involved in it you know what I mean like I feel like mm. World War Two is such like a part of American history where we're like fuck yeah we did an awesome job and then we came out the other like that guy was like I think we'll come out of this war and be fucking rad and I was like well you're right like that is what's gonna happen I,
1: yeah I was actually that was gonna be a part of the novel I wasn't really sure how we would approach the discussion you know or yeah. how we just talk about not, it not organized just dive right in uh, no part of it that I thought was really interesting and I think it's it's something that's um, I think directly tied to the second world war because you know once you got to vietnam and it was televised and photographed and, and really people wee. understood what war was <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> they you know protest in the streets uh no, but so there this- was
0: no clear reason why we were in vietnam yeah there's no clear
1: reason but the thing that i think this book kind of represents pretty well is uh for the second world war there was this idea of like distance and sort of, like, righteousness associated with war. Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like the book's characters are all about trying to, like, navigate that distance. You Mm -hmm. know, trying to, like, one, get closer to the war to experience it in some sense and to, like, feel a part of the larger thing. Um, And then you have the people, like, Brienne who are just... Fuck war. That's not what brand sounds like,
0: but... <laughs> it's probably been, is. It probably She's quite the smoker. She's probably smoked a lot, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and just, like, the idea of someone talking about, like, FDR like that for... Not for, like, the New Deal, but, like, for getting into World War II, which I think mm-hmm. most people were like, well, yeah, obviously, like, Pearl Harbor and shit, like, we were gonna do that. And she's like, this is not our war, that, that shiesty FDR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That goddamn wheelchair, man. <laughs> Happy, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I'm gonna
1: go back to my boat and I don't know, suck up. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> she kind of reminded Sorry. me. I feel. Like, <laughs> I feel like the idea behind her character too. She reminds me a little bit of. I have not seen all of Godfather Two. I've seen none of it. Okay, she but, reminded
1: you of a Marlon Brando? <laughs> the yes, obviously. Yeah. No, but he's okay, done that one.
0: okay, Just yes. Yeah. So, in, Godf- in the first Godfather movie, I'm sorry for spoilers, so I don't know her name, but the sister, um, Michael and James Caan's character Sonny's sister, she gets married in the beginning of the movie, and her husband's a piece of shit and abuses her and whatever, and they kill him. <laughs> and um, so, in the next movie, though, she's just, like, fucking drinking all the time and just loose, and, like, anytime Michael's like, hey, maybe you should not be this way all the time and she's just like fuck you give me money you're the reason I am this way that's kind of what I thought Brienne was like yeah cause she's always rolling in and Eddie's like I better give her money otherwise she's gonna do some dark stuff yeah but then she now is like giving all of her money away to like take care of Lydia and stuff that's like she's got a heart of gold
1: mm. yeah yeah, those people usually do. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to move away from Brienne, but I am just really worried that a Ouija board will never appear in this book. <laughs> it was referred to once.
0: Have you ever done a Ouija board?
1: Uh, no. I am deeply terrified. Really. Yeah, but I would love. I would love. I would love to experience it. You know.
0: I. Do you have any dead people who you'd like to talk to? Uh,
1: mm, mm. Not really. Not
0: really. Okay.
1: I don't know what they would say. I mean, I guess I could talk about the afterlife, you know, or something. Yeah, well. But.
0: One of my friend's moms was pretty religious, and they had a Ouija board at their house, but we were never allowed to play with it because that was for the devil. Not for the devil specifically, but it was just, like, not not in God's plan. But they still kept it in their Yeah, I don't know why (laughs) why they owned it. (laughs) We had one up at my grandparents' lake house. And, like, I, I don't know why it was there either. Like, who bought that? I I also remember doing a Ouija board where it was like pretty clear who was the one moving it. Mm. I was like, cool. I liked being in on the secret though, because it was like we were trying to scare someone younger. So mm. I was like, all right, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I think right. is what a Ouija board is, and its like essence is like you try a to scare someone tool. younger, <laughs> a youth. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> trick some little kid into coming into the room so you can make them think they're ghosts. I, um I told my younger sister Savannah when we were like. I don't know. She was probably eight. I told her that I was an elf, and that um, like she would have to go to bed. Be- like I think I was trying to make her to go to be- go to bed on Christmas or something. Because I'm like, if you don't go to bed, I'm not gonna be able to get. To Santa's workshop, and I'm not gonna be able to help him, and so like it's gonna be your fault if Christmas doesn't come. And she's like, Oh my god, like I've definitely seen your ears change before. And I'm like, Yeah, oh for sure, yeah. It's so like I, an insult. <laughs> and you're like, Wait. Right. Well, I think I think I I think I said to her, I'm like, have you noticed my ears are pointy sometimes, and she's like, Yeah, totally. That checks out. And so, <laughs> well, yeah. And so you're like, Wait. Feeling your ears. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that was also before it was like cool to have elf ears like after lord of the rings like a bunch of people got their ears pointed oh yeah i was
1: wondering when this era of having elf ears was
0: i had a feeling it had something to do with lord of the rings Mm. Um, but it it was like a real thing that like people were like getting their like tattoo parlors do it yeah i I I think anytime people alter their bodies to look more like fantasy characters i get a little concerned yeah I some think that's maybe not the best If choice. you were going to alter your body in a, like, piercing or some kind of a way, what mm. would you do? I used to really want tattoos, mm-hmm. but now I feel like that, like, I used to draw them on, like, in college, I was like, I'm going to have, like, three when I graduate. Really? From, that's yeah. a, I did not know that about you. Yeah. Um, but now I've, I'm, like, kind of glad I didn't get the tattoos I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted, like, a Harry Potter tattoo. Oh yeah, my I'm glad. You, I you did tell me that. I'm glad you didn't, didn't get that. I was gonna do like something. I like something subtle mm-hmm. in quotes because mm-hmm. it's a fucking tattoo. Right. Um, I was gonna get a Jane Aust- or Jane Eyre quote on my arm. That's cliche. Which I was like, <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> which I'm like, I'm glad I Yikes. didn't fucking do that. Yeah. And then I always wanted like a peacock feather like on my back. Which again, I'm glad I didn't do that because <laughs> that's forever. Rain. And it would have faded it into like a weird rad, looking though. bruise. I always thought it would look really fucking cool. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, a friend of mine,
0: huge.
1: just one giant feather across your spine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of mine has like she has a tattoo like right on like her like near her like solar plex. Is this the solar? That's plex? Really, no, that's, that's a, a clavicle. Like no, that's your term. foot. No, your solar what? plexus is here, like under your boobs. Like, right. That. that yeah, like, was if you could like kill plex. someone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, she has it, like, by her clavicle, and so most of the time, like, you can't see it, and it's, like, very small, mm. and I think that looks pretty cool. Mm. It's almost like a little secret, which I think is kind of fun. Yeah. I actually went into a tattoo to parlor, um, two summers ago, um, because my friends Lauren, Olivia, and I were going to get best friend tattoos. Hmm. We still might do it, so don't talk yeah. bad about it. Well, I, yeah, um, Quentin Moe and I have talked about best friend tattoos, I think we, what we've decided now, if we do it, is we're just going to get a triangle, like a small triangle, because it's, like, really small, but it's also, like, you know, like Blood Sisters. We've, like, done it. Sure. Connected forever. Yeah.
1: But then throw a circle in there, put a line through it. And
0: it's Deathly Hallows.
1: Deathly Hallows. Oh. Bang, yeah. bang, bam. Yeah. Bang, bang, boom.
0: Bang, bang, was, boom, bom. I've seen a couple of Deathly Hallows tramp stamps in my day, and I think that that's a bad choice. That is a bad choice.
1: What if just you had what if you just got Dobby but <laughs> in the place where his trips should be? You know. Like right there. Right there.
0: Aren't you into it? I'm
1: heavy. And that's all that anyone can think about.
0: Like ooh. I'm dying with my friends. <laughs> I like, don't. So don't, sad. Don't talk about Dobby anymore. Like You yeah. got knifed. I know. Uh, in a book about magic. God. I know. Stabbed to death. I know, and both of us have dressed up as the character who did that to him before. Oh yeah, Bellatrix. Yeah, she's right. she's a fun one to be. Right. Yeah, she's a bit of a a Brienne. Yeah. I
1: can see <laughs> <that>. <laughs> right. Oh man, can I? Were you guys gonna? You you no you no. Read you said I, can
0: I, and you may. I was
1: just gonna bring up uh, a single line from this that sure. I have really come to cherish and love. Okay. Um, and it's very early on in the book, on page sixteen. Okay. Um, in italics, uh, I believe this is Eddie Kerrigan saying this, okay. and he's saying it to himself. And essentially, the line is, "I will not be made happy by this."
0: <laughs> and the thing that I
1: think is so tremendous about that line is, I just imagine someone, probably in the vein of like Paul F. Tompkins, just going through life, you know, stopping by an ice cream stand. Or, you know, trying to do anything semi-enjoyable and just yelling at people that he will not be made happy by this.
0: <laughs> no matter how much you try. No matter
1: how much you try, I will not be made happy by this.
0: <laughs> That's great. That's all, all right. I wanted to say. I honestly pretty much forgot about Eddie because he was early on. Yeah, I mean... So... Well, Although... I
1: think mean, how, how much time should we actually give fathers that disappear? Yeah, you know?
0: none. Well, I, none. Think, <laughs> I think he was murdered, so... I don't know that he was murdered. I think he's still alive. I think he's murdered. I I say,
1: burn men. (laughs) Burn them all.
0: I think he was murdered. So, I mean, I I guess my hope is that he was murdered. I think, so I think that he's alive, but I think, like, he had to go away for a righteous reason. Like, I don't Mm. think he's just, like, a scumbag dad. Yeah. I think maybe he's, like, in captive or something. Or protecting his family. In captivity, I mean. Yeah. 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 Like, maybe, um, what's-his-face, um, Dexter Styles. that's his name? Yeah. Maybe he was like, you better get out of here.
1: You better get out of here, that's I'm gonna come for you and your family.
0: Yeah, and that Lydia. Lydia. She's never gonna get the chair she needs. Right. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Eddie was like, all right. Oh. (laughs) Lesson learned. Gotta give Lydia that chair. (laughs) Um, the quote that I pulled, one of the quotes I pulled out was, um, Anna. It was about Anna. Say, um, she found herself looking for little ways to challenge Mr. Voss without risking outright insubordination. And yeah. I was like, "That's pretty much how Cher and I often behaved in grad classes where we liked the professor." But the, I think they liked it, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know that we were we were troublesome. No, I I think we knew where to toe the line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know why though. There were like. It wasn't in every class that we liked the professor in or whatever, but, like, I found this in my general life where there's something about, like, certain people where I'm, like, I'm going to see how much I can get away with. I also think, like, there's something, like, cute about it to, like, be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you're going to let me get away with this because you like me. Yeah. Like, my, in junior high, my track coach... I would just be like openly insubordinate. He'd be like, all right, like we're gonna do some sprints, and I'd be like, No, I don't have to. i throw shot and disc. And he'd be like, Well, I well, I think we're all gonna do it. And I'd be like, No, I'm gonna go get the discus and go over there. And he'd be like, Okay. <laughs> See that's why <laughs> I'd be like, I don't even I don't wanna do that. I don't have to. <laughs> that's not even fun. Did I ever did I talk about on the podcast what I said? I should probably not talk about it. Never mind. Intrigue. <laughs> <laughs> He might have, he might listen to it, so I don't want to bring it up. Ooh. Ooh. like how we had to we had to bleep someone's name two weeks ago. <laughs> was it mine? No, um, oh, okay. it
1: wasn't.
0: It was a professor we all three had. Oh, but we only bleeped his name once, and I said it <laughs> twice. Which I realized I think that's a good thing because I think maybe a couple of professors could have thought it was them. Mm. And and so I was like, all right, now that it was only bleeped once, and I said his name twice. Maybe, maybe they were like, "Phew, not me." that She was talking about, because it was like talking about being attracted to a person who looked like one of our professors. <laughs> All right, yeah, sure. <laughs> and that, that seems, yeah, that's yeah, that's grounds for a bleep. Yeah. <laughs> it took we me were like, so we long off? to figure out, Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have no idea." The bleep too was very funny. Like it wasn't <laughs> even just like a beep because it was like the name was long enough that it had to be like beep. I think I almost certainly know what
1: name this is. I
0: don't know that you do. I don't think you do. No. No.
1: Oh. Oh, Oh. can I say it and then bleep it out? No. (laughs) No. Okay, I won't say it.
0: Well, you're probably going to, because I can't really, like, I mouthed it, but it probably (laughs) Our microphone probably, like, I'm probably going to have to bleep your mouthing.
1: Well. Um, that's great. I was gonna ask you guys. So now that we are, kind
0: of, <laughs> that's great. You thought this one of our professors. <laughs> was hot. Uh,
1: cool, 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 cool. Uh, he I wasn't was gonna, really my type. Yeah. No, well, I, I don't mean,
0: think he. He's definitely not the hottest professor we had. No. But like the particular guy that was charming. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looked yeah. like him. Sorry, we can let you finish. Sorry. Her. No,
1: it's okay. I. You know, I. I could talk about. You know, professor hotness. But the thing is, it's 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 difficult because you know. On the other side of the spectrum, <laughs> there isn't a lot, and I don't want to like for the ladies. For the, like, I don't want to, but I I don't want to get into that, you know.
0: Yeah, cause, yeah. Because you could get yourself in trouble. Like With just law. I, well, I just mean like I don't podcast I don't know if right now if it's a good idea for men to be on a podcast. Exactly, like, I'd be like I don't, I think, don't know about this. I don't know things. if my yeah. English professors were that right. hot when I had
1: them. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm going to move to the book. Uh, do, uh, now that we are one, 150 deep, yeah. I'm going to ask you guys mm-hmm. just general impressions on whether or not you're liking it. Because uh, I don't know if the listeners know, but this uh, this was a book I chose. Yes. Uh, just because it, it was a National Book Award, uh, not long listed for the National Book Yeah. No, it was long listed, not short. It was long listed.
0: I almost said shortlisted because right. I reversed what they, the two meant in my mind.
1: Mm, yeah. Um, and I think most of the three of us have read Jennifer Egan before A Visit in nope. the Goon Squad I read that sure and yeah. I have yeah uh, which I enjoyed I, I really it liked fun. it and I was very curious to see what Jennifer Egan would do with a historical novel mm-hmm. that had both intrigue mm-hmm. war mm-hmm. Uh, and underwater descriptions <laughs> which yeah. for you know for literature is you know usually pretty spot on Yeah, right up my alley
0: yeah yeah I'm liking it so far. I did not like the first section, but sometimes it like when you're kind of gelling into a new book, it takes maybe like a couple chapters for you to like buy into the world or something. I don't know. At first, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this, Mm -hmm. but as soon as Eddie disappeared, I was like, okay, I'm invested. (laughs) (laughs) I I think um, there was something about like the Eddie chapters too. Like I think his dialogue I didn't really like that much, but I think it was was just like bored by his deal. Well, but I think, like, it was also like, hey, tuts I'm home. And it was like, all right. Yeah. Like, like, the dialogue, right. I was like, this feels a little canned. But I'm like, I guess people talked like that. Right. Yeah. And then I was like, is he doing illegal stuff? Is he part of the gangs? I'm not sure. The gangs <laughs> in New York. Ga- oh, wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Is, well, in the beginning, I, I thought, oh, it's, like, maybe a little West Side Story-ish. That could be fun. <laughs> Um, but I also think maybe I like it more now that we they moved beyond like the Great Depression because there's something about the yeah. Great Depression where I'm just like nope, skip it. Boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, like, <laughs> fuck yeah. you, John Steinbeck. I'm not interested. <laughs> right. More Very... like grapes of boring. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, you are right. Yeah. Um, no, I like I'm liking it though. Um, I will say I had. I was reading um, the part where she gets in the diver's suit mm-hmm. this morning on the train and had a visceral reaction to it. I was like, I do not like this. Like, I'm feeling claustrophobic. Yeah, like... I didn't love that either. But then I was outraged that it was just like... I know. So I have a note about that. I said, <laughs> it starts, for women, there are facts and then there are rules. Rules are like norms, which are treated as fact cuz wow. it's like for her she would cuz he was like yeah. it's just a fact and she's like but it's not a fact the fact is that I could fucking do it but the other fact is you're not going to let me even though technically I just had to do the things you asked like put on the suit walk in it and untie the little knot and I should have been allowed to be a diver but because I'm a lady you're not going to let me don't worry i think she's going to find I a way i think she's going to be yeah. a diver Right. predictions, predictions corner find her father's
1: dead body
0: oh. right. or, or him as Some a awesome. merman
1: Or merman. <laughs> it turns into a Haruki Murakami novel <laughs> um, no yeah I I think like up until this point I'm really into it but I, I also love uh, novels based around war I don't necessarily know why yeah, it's they're just fun. like a kind of fascination I have with it uh, and, like, this one in particular, I think, does, uh, like, says some really cool things about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, um, and, re- and that I probably didn't say very well. But the, the thing about sort of, like, distance and how, like, during the Second World War, people are always trying to bridge this gap between a kind of, like, unforeseeable righteousness that they mm-hmm. imagined was happening, you know, like, over in Europe and Japan, yeah. people lifting the American flag and everything else, mm-hmm. uh, with where they were in America. Um, and I think the thing that this novel d- introduces pretty well is uh, that sense of, like, the world growing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like during, during times of war it kind of expands and you have a more, like, global sense of things.
0: Yeah, and I think what we often forget when we, in, like, World War II movies, because they're always such, like like yes right. like this is this is us die
1: for me yeah. yeah
0: and i think we forget the reason that it took the united states to get it took so long for the united states to get into world war 2 is because it was after a period of like profound isolationism yeah. where we mm-hmm. were like no 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 we did that world war 1 thing we don't even know why there was no reason for us to be in that goddamn war we're not getting sucked into their bullshit again um And so I think, and then that is, like, really well reflected, like, in in Brienne's character. And that there is kind of this resentment that there's a war going on. And there's excitement, because Anna is like, I've got these new opportunities I never had before. Yeah, yeah. And and then there are, you know, the male characters are like, I mean, is that natural for men and women to work together? And then you have those, like, fun, like, because this is a novel that was written in the 2000s, but is, you know, set in, like, the World War II era. You can have that one dude who's like, I think we're going to come out of this stronger than ever. And everyone's like, ah, you crazy banker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where you're like, well. <laughs> I think, like, you know, we talk a lot about women in the workplace on this podcast. Hell and yeah. this <laughs> this book is giving us a great platform to proselytize mm-hmm. about that more. Yeah, But yeah. um, I, I found it, like, very like there are a lot of different perspectives on it like one of like the most like i think relatable scenes was um when everyone in her um like in her factory or whatever it is thinks she's having an affair with mm-hmm. her boss and like everyone basically like makes this weird assumption and she's like why all the marrieds all the marrieds i yeah. did love that that little detail of like mr voss forbade them from talking about their like husbands and fiancés at war because they would just start crying (laughs) it's like enough of this dreary bullshit like you have work to be doing well and like even when she like goes in to ask if she can be a diver that guy is like your mr boss must be really in love with you because nothing could make him more crazy than to even suggest this like or anna's maybe just good at her job yeah i mean maybe anna's just really efficient yeah. Did anyone she consider kids. that? But I think Rose is right to caution her in saying like, "Hey, enjoy this. This is what people are saying. No, like don't give a shit about that. Worry about when Mr. Voss comes to collect." Yeah. On, because he probably will, he probably <laughs> because will there is because no, no such and there's and no them? such thing as a free yeah. lunch. Exactly. Ugh. Why yeah. though speaking of working in the navy yard? why was it weird that a woman working in the Navy Yard would come into that nightclub? They all made, like, a big deal. Like, Dexter Stiles made a big He was like, a woman from the Navy Yard came into the Moonlight Cafe. And well, everyone was like, what? I, I just think it's more like... Would she be considered poor? Um, I think it was more that, like... Like, I think it's like those women were not necessarily, like, the most frivolous, Yeah, I guess. Like, I sort of think that, like, a lot of, like, the stereotype is, like, the women who were going out to the clubs were the ones who were, like, being doted on by men. Mm-hmm. And, like, the women who were working in the factories and stuff were, like, either had husbands who were away. True. So they, like, probably had 50 children at home that they were taking care of. Or they were single women who, like, frankly didn't have time. Yeah. Or were interested in getting a new job to make money. -hmm. For their families. Yeah,
1: I wonder if they, if the people like, you know, the the Dexter Styles of the world, you know, when they hear Mm -hmm. someone like, if they hear that a woman works at the Navy Yard, then I bet his immediate reaction is like, but you don't smell like fish (laughs) or (laughs) brine or something, you know. Yeah,
0: and like Nell even tells her like, don't tell anyone we work there. Yeah. Right. Which I thought was either like, oh, make them think we're rich, like we're women who don't have to work. No, I think it's more, like, women who work are intimidating to men, so don't reveal that you have skills. Because she was like, don't be stupid, you know why, and I was like, wait, I don't know, do why. You know why. No, I, I, I think it's because, like, I mean, as you've seen with, like, some of the reaction of men in the book, it's like, what do you work for? Like, what? what do you mean? Why are you taking our jobs? Well... A welder? Women? What? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you can't tell the difference until they lift their mask up. And they're like, impossible. Well, and then you also have the other sexist perspective of like, women are actually more small and Oh, that made me and, like, so mad. And like, because they're so <laughs> uh, good, actually. <laughs> they're really good at knitting. So like, they're really good at this like detail and work. And they're I'm small, like... so we can put them into little places. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the argument for that they used for using children. Like, yeah, oh, th- their little hands right. yeah. to get, try try to to get, to them get them the machines oh. Not that like women should be removed from the workforce. Like yeah. children obviously should have been. But No, yeah. obviously not. But I think it should yeah. I mean women it was should like be a able condescending to do other compliment. things besides like really use their little s- hands, their tiny hands. Cuz I don't
1: have little yeah, hands. I think that's that's the one like uh, I think major benefit of you know having uh, a woman write historical fiction because mm-hmm. I feel like I don't necessarily know if this is right I may be incorrect in saying this but I feel like that's that's a genre that's like probably I mean, maybe pretty heavily male dominated
0: I think I know history in this is. So like war a war, books a war for yeah sure. war yeah, books yeah. for sure historical fiction by women I feel like is a lot of times Loyalty. like he was coming back from war yeah, yeah. Well, or it's like the Philippa Gregory, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like long ass Queen books. books. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. The other Berlin so, girl. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think, it, it, it like, and I think, f- reading the Second World War, in particular, like the American experience of the Second World mm-hmm. War from that perspective, just goes to show how, uh, like, some stuff has changed, but not a lot. Yeah, uh, and that's the other thing I think that's really cool is there's kind of like this this compression of time that. One like happens on a literal level. I don't know, did you guys remember? who was it that was like in the park, speaking with a Civil War veteran? It was in. It was Ed when he was young. Oh
0: okay. Ed when yeah yeah yeah. He was yeah. Young.
1: And he was like in the park. And, oh oh you know, yeah yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I was like what? Um, like he played chess with him or something. Played chess
1: with him and yeah. I was like, a Civil War veteran. <laughs> I was like
0: oh, what? impossible. Impossible.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah no, it's just it's crazy because there I and mean, not not a lot has changed and not a lot of time has passed.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, this really wasn't that long ago. Yeah. No. Um, Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's also, like, this is a pretty fab time for women in that we finally, like, get a chance to prove how competent we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're kicking ass. Because
1: yeah. of shitty men.
0: Yeah. Because they're all gone. We're they rising all to the top. <laughs> they all left. And so they're like, shoot, somebody's got to do this. Yeah. When I was home for Thanksgiving, he made the joke of, I bet, like, for the people, Sexiest Man Alive, like, the cover and everyone who was in it, they probably made them, like, sign something that was, like, sign here to confirm that you have never sexually assaulted anyone, and if we find out that you did, we'll fucking kill you. Because yeah. <laughs> we do not want that on our hands. People magazine has problems. <laughs> uh, Blake Shelton won that? Like, no. I I don't like that. No. I don't like him. No. F- I don't think he's cute at all. No. The funniest tweet, the funniest two tweets I saw about that was somebody tweeted, Blake Shelton is at best the sexiest divorced dad at a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, they saw And that. I also saw yeah. one that said, I had to Google Blake Shelton because I've never seen Idris Elvis spelled that way before. <laughs> 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 Which I was like, hell yeah. yeah. Have you heard that like he's potentially like being considered for a James Bond movie? I have heard that for several years. Um... Are they, just Which... there, are they just
1: wanting to make the series shitty? No, no, no. Oh, I thought you not meant Blake Shelton. Was I was like, I will hell? kill you. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, not Blake Shelton. He's just going to try to, like,
1: people with his guitar and, like, show hey, off his man. weird-ass deer track da- tattoo.
0: <laughs> Hi, man. Um, I have heard that. So people have been asking him about that a lot, and his response has basically been, like, one, I don't control that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't just call up and be like, put me in it. Make yeah. me James. You should. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, but he also said he's hesitant To, like, be that excited about it, because he wonders if it's just a matter of, like, we kind of want a black guy to be in it, and Idris Elba's the only one we know who's British. (laughs) Like, he has that name recognition. But I genuinely think he would be a terrific James Bond. He would be a good James Bond. I guess he would bring a different flavor, too. Yeah, he, like, he's really good at playing the, like, broken, Mm -hmm. yet very moral character. Talking about some Luther. I yeah, I've watched now uh, two episodes of Luther. Oof. So. Have nice. you
1: seen that show? I've I've seen an episode, I believe. Okay. Yeah.
0: I, I think it's good. I mean, I love myself a good um, female psychopath. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff.
1: I mean,
0: who wouldn't? I mean, yeah. Who wouldn't? Good times. Good times. Um. How do you guys feel about the whole Lydia situation and how that's portrayed? It makes me a little uncomfortable every time I read about it. Really. Why? Because I feel like they're always trying to sexualize her. What? In this weird way. Well, they're always talking about, like, she's so beautiful, if only she was normal. <laughs> like, that's basically what they talk about every time. I-, I just wonder if maybe it was, like, a time that was a little more obsessed with looks, and so I they guess. thought maybe that would be a solace for the family. That well, It's like, you know, well, you know, she's never going to get better, but at least she is pretty.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the crazy thing with historical fiction is that you never know what's ne- what's necessarily representation, like mm-hmm, of the times, yeah. and what is uh, kind author? of like weird. Yeah, like yeah. mindset of the author. The one thing I don't know, I, the because I think it's good just because disability isn't often like represented yeah. in books, mm-hmm. you know. But at the, and I think there is an aspect of disability that involves like non-sexual intimacy and like care. Mm-hmm. That I think you know also needs to be represented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I think I like I sensed that a few times, and I think it was in relation to you know, the, she could be a movie star, you know, <laughs> sure. which I don't know. Yeah.
0: But I did like that moment of when they were at the doctor's office, and Anna has that realization of like, oh, this doctor's always real nice to us, but I guess we're paying him a shitload of money, so just to say he has, how
1: wonderful we are. He has
0: kind yeah, of an knows. interest, a vested yeah. interest in keeping us happy. <laughs> I also really like um, Anna's relationship with Lydia. In she that, just like, tells her all her secrets. Well, like, but but I think she like like she involves Lydia in her life in a way that's not only like I'm your caretaker. Like yeah. Lydia like plays a role for her too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like a secret holder, right? Yeah, she's like I've been having sex with Leon. Don't that is anyone that that was the disgusting. weirdest. Disgusting. Real weird. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like came Out of nowhere, Leon. I yeah. was like, have we gone back in right. time? She's like, My dad would kill me. I was like, If you he were here, they're in a carpet basement. I was like, what? <laughs> it was basically like, like, I was picturing them essentially in a barrel,
1: like, <laughs> like, <laughs> just surrounded by carpets, yeah, just like quietly touching their uh, um, yeah. It
0: was, but I it also feel like, like Anna, a lot of times, is really trying to get away from like Lydia and her mother and like that. Like, a yeah. sphere of domesticity. Like, in the beginning, she says she feels like when she's with her mom and her sister, there's this is, like, a different world, and when she goes out with her dad, she has to, like, shake that all off and inhabit that space. And so it's not, yeah. like, she has this idea of kind of being split. But I also think, like, Anna doesn't have resentment towards Lydia. Like, no. I don't think it's that. I think it's more, like, the way that her mom is about Lydia. Yeah. Because I think, like, Anna She's like, sort why can't of like. We take her to the beach? Like, let's take her to the beach and have, like, a nice time. Whereas her mom's like, no, it's too cold and whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: So, like, um, yeah. Sorry. No, you can't. Um, no, I
1: was just wondering, like, part of me, like, wonders how much that relates to. Because I think it's a good point, like, All these characters, I think, are trying to, you know, experience different types of selves, you know, or at least Mm -hmm. inhabit different lives and different worlds. Mm -hmm. Um, And at one point, I think, even, like, the Dexter Styles section, he talks about, you know, having to keep his two realms separate. And then at one one point, it's beginning to blur. Uh, And I think, like, and I don't necessarily know why I'm so fixated on this idea of, like, an expansive world at war, you know, and just, like, how it grows. But I wonder, like, if in that growing people began to like feel like unburdened by their local space you know mm-hmm. and and they, they they began to realize it's like oh maybe I can be these other things or these other people you know it's yeah. the same mm-hmm. way of like Anna looking out the window and seeing seeing the diver you know mm-hmm. just seep seep into the water
0: yeah definitely uh,
1: yeah because I think there's like a really cool line at some point in the book about um, you know after all this is over. You know the world will go back to being small again.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And kind of just being your your little couple city blocks. Yeah. Being your your traversed space.
1: It's just so sad.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Whereas yeah. now they get to watch like battleships push out into the ocean and right go somewhere cool. And that one lady, I think it was, I think it was Rose. She like carves her son's name onto oh, the yeah. ship or the submarine. Yeah
1: her baby's name because
0: she likes the idea of the child like going through right
1: which is fucking wild because the <laughs> battleship is going to be bombed or something you know we're at the very least in the midst of battle yeah While like meanwhile this baby's name is at the bottom of the boat It's and like andrew It's kind of like tragic in a way
0: <laughs> yeah um how do you guys feel about our complex um dexter styles mm. i'm interested in him i kind of like him
1: yeah I see him as a kind of just in a uh, in a way to incorporate Harry styles. Uh, <laughs> I see him as a sort of like aged version of Harry Styles' character in Dunkirk.
0: Ooh. It's I've also never seen American.
1: That. Uh, oh it's great.
0: Yeah, it's great. yeah it kind of, but kind of, of also, pissy, but also but also moral.
1: But also moral in some some sense. I think yeah.
0: Harry has the most heartbreaking moment in the whole movie. And it's when they're getting on the train, and he's really upset because he thinks he's like they're gonna like laugh at us in the streets and like oh. be really mad, and right. like people start tapping on the glass in the train. Yeah. And he thinks it's like so they can be like fuck you, you failures, like you, you know, you right. disappointed us, and it's so they can give him food and beers. And it made me cry. <laughs> Cause I, here- I, I never Sorry, saw, saw this, this movie. movie. you should see
1: it. It's good.
0: It's lovely. Yeah. Well. That moment is lovely. The rest of the movie is very stressful and exactly the way that stressful. Christopher yeah. Nolan wanted it to be. Right. I was sitting next to a very old couple to the point where I was maybe speculating about whether or not like they had maybe lived through World War II. Oh, my God. Because, they were, <laughs> I mean, because okay. they were sobbing through parts of the movie. Wow. And I just wanted to be like, what have you seen? What have you seen? <laughs>
1: Uh, one of the, this is somewhat unrelated, but it relates to funny tweets about things, but one of the funniest <laughs> tweets I saw about Dunkirk, uh, was just this description of a guy sitting in the theater. In the tweet, when something like this, it was like, guy sitting next to me leans over to the girl beside him as Dunkirk goes across the screen, and he just whispers, Dunkirk. <laughs> 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 I was like, how dumb and funny. <laughs>
0: I hate people that do that. Me too, yeah. They're <laughs> just like read things to you that you can
1: clearly see.
0: Ooh.
1: Buckle up. Because that's like the inclination behind it. It's like, get ready.
0: For, for Dunkirk. Dunkirk. We have to return the mics at 7.30. 30. Okay, all right. So do we want to do a quick predictions corner and then Tyler can cast us in a movie? Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. buy um, So yeah, so I guess, as I have mentioned before, my prediction is that Eddie was murdered. Okay. Potentially, maybe by our friend Dexter, just because that would, be, you know, how are we going to feel then? Yeah, I think. Grown it's, to like him, and then, you know. It's got to be significant that she, without even really thinking about it, she gives him a different name. Like she Who? says, um, Anna. She uses the wrong last name.
1: It's oh, it's not yeah, her yeah, last name. Yeah. And so.
0: And she just does it on instinct, and then she's like, wait, why the fuck did I do that? Maybe he would have recognized me and told me some stuff about my dad, but I think it's going to end up being significant, because I think maybe maybe he'll find out that she's actually Eddie's daughter. And he killed him, Mm -hmm. or had him more likely put a hit on him. Or was the reason he died, because... Um, working with Dexter was kind of a betrayal of his, like, Irish friends. Oh, that's a So I would put my money on his Irish friends that I couldn't tell if they were operating in legal stuff. No, they were not. Illegal. Illegal, yeah. Illegal stuff. Um, But you don't think he's dead, though? Or now have you come to my way of thinking? Um, If that is how it plays out, that's my prediction. But I I think he might be alive.
1: Okay. Interesting. Um, My prediction is that we will never know what happened to him.
0: Oh, oh. no. I know, but that's kind
1: of, hear me out. Hear me out. I that's kind of what I sometimes cherish no, is that sense no. of like not knowing. I don't. But but here's not the, in the thing, book. but here's the thing. I Tell think me. Anna will will eventually like at some point it'll just be this sort of I'm no longer searching.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I feel like it'll just be this thing that, you know, this person may or may not be out there doing whatever.
0: I do not want the wrap up of this book, like the, as in the last page, to be, "And um, I stopped thinking so much about my dad and <laughs> learned the value, like uh, something along those lines, I'm because not, I hate it. I'm not but. lonely. I'm just alone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I,
1: my, I, I want this book to end with Anna just sort of like drifting in that deep, dark, deep whoa Mm -hmm. you know but her just like you know sort of not necessarily romanticizing the ocean but just sort of inhabiting that space of like total void Mm
0: -hmm. because I think we all know she's gonna be a diver
1: absolutely this guy's
0: not gonna get in her way no this this
1: guy's gonna burn Yes.
0: yes yeah she's gonna go above his head she get should. what she wants.
1: Right. Yeah. I also think Brianne's going to live her best life. Yep.
0: Um, Brianne might die. She might honest. die. Yeah, well. She's going to die angry, gonna she's him gonna, him. which is the way she sh- would have wanted. Gonna live fast and die young.
1: Live her life Bad a Girls amount. do. it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. You live your life McCordon all the time. Vin Diesel, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> so um and then who are the people yeah eddie's gonna be gone we'll never know dexter styles uh will you prediction oh
0: is tabby um sleeping with her cousin yes Oh,
1: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> for
0: sure there's a lot of incest in that family you've got uh bitsy is sleeping with her brother-in-law yeah in a really gross scene right I loved that he was so, like, upset by that happening, because he lives... He, like, like um, yeah. operates in this, like, underworld, and the right. idea of hearing his daughter having sex... He's, he like, was on like, his
1: knees, <laughs> like, he's about to pass out. <laughs> <from order> to... <laughs> yeah.
0: He's, like, blood was just rushing through my head. <laughs> I had to sit.
1: Right. Um, yeah, I know. Who knows what's going to happen to those people? Um, but very Game of Thronesy.
0: Mm-hmm. And if yeah. this game,
1: if this book turns into Game of Thrones, I will not hate it. <laughs> you know? No. Um, Quite the
0: opposite. God,
1: oh man, I'm forgetting other people. You know, I think Nell's going to keep on doing her thing. She's. She, probably I think going Nell's. To move. I think Nell's dead. Do you think mm. Nell's dead by the end of it? No, no I think
0: pregnant. she. I think she already is dead. She's like, a ghost. I think she disappeared. What? Like, I think someone killed her. That's why she hasn't been to work in a week. Oh, that's right. I she forgot she hasn't been to work
1: um Maybe
0: Here's I want everyone to be dead. T- <laughs> I, mean, I <laughs> think she's dead. Well, <laughs> I think <laughs> she was murdered. The
1: Ouija board will make sense <laughs> because then all you know, Tabby <laughs> can be our saving grace, and she can communicate <laughs> with all these people.
0: Yeah, fucking Tabby. Tabs.
1: Tabs with the Veronica Lake hair.
0: All right. Well, Tyler. Have you decided what movies we're, we're, we're going to be in? Um. <laughs> maybe maybe hold on to that thought. I'm going to hold on to
1: it. I'm going I'm to think we'll, about it. I'm going to get a real good answer.
0: Okay. For next That's week. Fair. For next week. All right. Okay. All right. Well, that wraps up our 10th episode of the Queen Bee Book Club podcast. Thank you for listening. Join us. Oh, in- we had a new review. Yeah. Um, we had a new review um, from my cousin Kara. So thanks, Kara. Yeah, shouts we're out. You're the best. Yeah, thank you. Please Thanks rate, man. review, and subscribe, and join us next week when we talk about part two yeah. of Manhattan Beach, chapters TBD. We'll uh, we'll Instagram it. Yeah. All totally. right. Thanks for listening. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.